last week on Thomas and the Bible. Hebrews, Shebus, we all boo the Hebrews. Another set of letters where the Pasol knocks one solidly inside the park. We get nuggets of wisdom such as meat is good and thorns are bad. We also hear about Melchizedek, who only had a walk-on role way back in Genesis, but must know to the director this time because he's the priest with the most, unless you count the Jebus. You see, Melchizedek was good, just like God's original perfect covenant. Jebus is even better. He's like Covenant 2.0. Or is that more like God's plan B? Makes sense to you? Not me, but maybe it will after this week with Thomas and the Bible. Hey Thomas, how's that poll coming? I'm having to record this early, so I don't know, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Kevin made an awesome intro that I was able to sneak in the last minute uh, before publishing. So let's hope that's what happened. I know you're all confused. I should have just pretend it. Ah, great intro. Yeah. couple quick announcements. For one, go to thomasinthebible.com slash poll. Got a lot of votes. It's slowed down a bit, so I'm guessing we're coming to the end of the people, anyone who was interested already voted. <laughs> so hurry up and get your vote in. Still very close. Still could go either way uh, or any way, I guess. Um, so check that out. And then uh, in other news, uh, you guys know about my Mythicist Milwaukee talk I'm giving October 21st, Myth Information uh, Conference. Going to be really cool. It's also, if you if I'm not a big enough draw, which let's face it, I'm not. Uh, there's also Robert Price debating Bart Ehrman, so check that out. And the reason I bring it up is uh, they're giving me a, a few tickets to give away to my lovely listeners. So if you would like free tickets to this conference, if you were thinking about going, you weren't sure, you might the cost might be prohibitive for you, email me. Uh, I guess comments at thomasinthebible.com or that'll work, or atheistically speaking at Gmail, one or the other. And let me know if you would be interested in a free ticket. I don't know how I'm going to divvy them up, but the first step is letting me know who could potentially go, and then I'll figure it out from there. So do that. Comments at thomasinthebible.com. And if you would like a potentially a free ticket to Myth Information, cool conference. It's going to be great. And we can shake hands and drink beers and all that stuff. All right, let's get to our reading. So today we are going to be finishing up Hebrews. It's like 11 through 13, I think, and then starting James. A little awkward, but that's how it goes. So Hebrews 11, you guys still know about Hebrews. Nothing new I need to say about this book. So let's just have at it. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Oh, right after the bat... We're starting off with a bombshell quote. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's interesting because I, I've had arguments with people about faith is not irrational. Faith is faith is based on evidence or whatever. And I don't really I don't really buy that. I think faith is meant to be something that you it it, it, it if it's j just a matter of trust, then we wouldn't really need the word faith. It's kind of a big... I think I've had a debate on atheistically speaking about this. I don't remember when. Probably with Blake or something. Blake Genta. I think it's interesting, too, that if we take this quote at its words, you know, we're just reading it and we're not, you know, assuming that there's some mistranslation or anything. The It says, faith is the evidence of things not seen. 
That doesn't mean like believing in things not seen. That means the faith itself is the evidence of things not seen, which is, that's got to be redundant, right? I don't think that faith, which is uh, believing in something you don't know about, could be evidence for things you can't see. You know, that's that's circular, right? Because so if people have faith in Godzilla, that can't be evidence for Godzilla. That'd be two separate things. So it's it's kind of a dumb quote, I think. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and and was not found, because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had his testimony, this testimony that he pleased God. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So the whole point of this, I think, is to, this is more bridging the gap between Judaism and Christianity, I think. So this is a way of reconciling the early heroes of the Jews who it's important that Christians still respect, you know, because you're trying to win over Jews at the time. And it's saying like, well, they had faith. It's a, they, 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 that's what really, because they're trying to bridge that gap. They don't want the law to be what gets people into heaven anymore. That can't be it because we've abandoned the law. We don't want to circumcise people. That, that's like the biggest deal. People are like, we don't want to be circumcised. And so they're like, okay, we can get a bunch of these people to convert if we decide (laughs) that if we can justify circumcision not being necessary. And so I think this all just stems from that. So now it's a question of picking these different, you know, Jewish leaders throughout time and saying, well, they weren't good because they followed the law. They're good because they had faith. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the of the righteousness, which is by faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should, after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Now, I would argue that when God is directly talking to you, faith is not required. And they and it seems like they're saying, well, it's they had faith in the promises of God. Yeah, okay. The minute I know I'm talking to the all-powerful creator of the universe, I don't need faith to believe what he's saying. I would, I would, it's like if you needed faith for like a Euclidean proof in math, it's like, well, let me ask you this. Does it follow from the, you know, from all the axioms that, that the proof is true? Well, yes. Okay. Well then I don't need faith. Then it, that's it. You know, there's three sides to a triangle or whatever. <laughs> I guess that's a pretty easy proof. That's just a definition, but 
There's, uh, let's see, uh, it would be Euclidean proof. I don't know. They're actually kind of complicated. But anyway, uh, it, it's either true or it's not based on, like, if, so if the axioms are God is incapable of lying and is the all-powerful, all-knowing creator of the universe, and let's see, axiom number two, proposition number two is uh, God told me something, then, ooh, it's a very tough conclusion uh, that that's true. What God told me is true. I don't need faith. Anyway, for he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang even uh, there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, and heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and that he had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. By faith Isaac blessed, blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. So we have to go through the entire Bible. So this chapter is actually the entire Old Testament. So buckle up. It's going to be, it's going to be a, what, like a 320 hour episode? No, I guess that's not true. It's going to be like a 200 hour episode. By faith, Jacob, when he was a dying, blessed, when he was a dying. I like that. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm a dying. By faith, Jacob, when he was a dying, blessed both blessed both sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning upon the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. <laughs> that takes a lot of faith to command someone concerning your bones. Uh, excuse me, concerning my bones, uh, I, do, I command you to uh, polish them yearly, annually. Make sure there's a nice sheen on my bones. So that's what you need to do concerning my bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. Well, they were afraid of the king's commandment. That's why they hid him. And he didn't require any faith to be hidden as a child. So that one is crap. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for they for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured, as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest that he destroyed lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians are saying to do were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not 
with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. And what more shall I say? For the nothing, please, please. For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, and of Barak, and of Samson, and of Jephthah, and of David, and of Samuel, and of all the prophets. You're right, it would. We would run, we would all die of old age. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped in the mouths of lions. See, he's just trying to redefine everything as faith. And like, I don't really think that's what it was. God, when God tells you to do something, you say, how high do I do something? <laughs> well, gosh, with the, again, all-powerful, all-knowing, creator of the universe, tells you to do something, you just do it. That doesn't take faith. Ooh, hmm, faith. Ooh, I know. Well, how does faith function? Ooh, I wonder if something the all-knowing, all-powerful creator of the universe said is going to come true. I wonder. Mm, that's so hard to evaluate. How do, mm, do I know if a truth-telling, like, must-do-the-best-thing-knows-everything being is going to do something right? That's tough. How do I? I guess I need faith for that. And who through faith subdued kingdoms, I think I read that, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to fight, uh, flight the armies of the aliens. Oh, there was, <laughs> there was an alien army back then. Women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. When they were stoned, they were sown asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God, having provided some better thing for us, that they should, they without us should not be made perfect. Boy, that was a long Hebrew. That was one of the longer Hebrews. <laughs> We're on to Hebrews 12. Wherefore, seeing we are also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. How boring is that? I think I've said this before, but seriously. Oh, your reward is you're just, you sit at the right hand of a guy who sits forever. Wow. No offense, but can I, I'll do anything else. I, there's some Netflix I want to watch, like just anything. That sounds boring. There's nothing interesting about that. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Ye have not resisted unto blood, striving against sin, and ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then 
are ye bastards and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? So it's making it to be this, you know, obviously this Sky Father, Luke Sky Father, who, uh, you know, rebuke. That's why we should love God when he promises we're going to die in hell if we don't do exactly what he wants. Because he's, you know, he's just rebuking us when he's just teaching us. For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure, but for he, but he for a profit that we might be partakers of his holiness. Now, no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord, looking diligently, lest any man fail on the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled, lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, for who one... Jeez, my brain just who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For ye know that afterward, when he would have inherited in the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. For ye are not come unto the mount that might be touched and that burned with fire, nor into blackness and darkness and tempest. And the sound of a trumpet and the word, voice of words which voice they that heard entreated that the word should not be spoken to them any more. A bubba bird, 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 bears the word. A bubba bird, bird, bird. Oh. For they could not endure that which was commanded. And if so much as a beast touch the mountain, it shall be stoned or thrust through with a dart. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. But ye are come unto Mount Sion, and unto the city of the living God, uh, the heavenly in Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of men made perfect, and to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel, see that ye refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape not who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth. But now he that promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word, yet once more, signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken, as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore we receive a kingdom which cannot be moved. <laughs> I cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. I don't want to worship a consuming fire. That sounds awful. All right, Hebrews 13, our final Hebrews. Let brotherly love continue. 
Be not forgetful to entertain strangers for the, yeah, do a tap dance or something. Hey, hey, stranger, you stranger, da 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 da. For thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Oh, oh, I see. It's like a, it's God's secret shopper program. So like God sends a certain number of angels around just to be random people. And then that's, that's a good scheme, actually. See, I wish people actually believed in these words, at least these, because then it would be like, oh, I better be nice to everybody because any person could be an angel. <laughs> a friggin' angel, like secret shopper, angel in disguise, on a report back to God. Remember them that are in bonds as bound with them and them which suffer adversity as being yourselves also in the body. Marriage is honorable and all and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have, for ye have said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats, which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. We have an altar, whereof they have no right to eat which serve the tabernacle. For the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin, are burned without the camp. Wherefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Let us go forth therefore unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. For here we have no continuing city, but we seek one to come. By him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But to do good and to communicate, forget not, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, that they must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Pray for us, for we trust we have a good conscience, in all things willing to live honestly. But I beseech you the rather to do this, that I may be restored to you the sooner. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Christ Jesus, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And I beseech you, brethren, suffer the word of exhortation, for I have written a letter unto you in few words. R really? Really? Few words? That's a few words? It's quite a few. It's three episodes of words. Know ye that our brother Timothy is set at liberty, with whom, if he come shortly, I will see you. Okay, so Tim is free from jail, I guess. Salute all them that have the rule over you and all the saints. They of Italy salute you. Grace be with you all. Amen. So, that was a pretty boring ending. It was just some boring uh, advice about being good. Be real good for God and say hi to Timothy for me. That's it.
And we're going to go on to James. So let's see what James is about. All right. Well, James, the epistle of James was written by somebody possibly named James. The funny thing is my Bible, which you may have heard me opening just now, says the general epistle of James. (laughs) I kind of like that. It doesn't say that online, which is interesting that I can see. I mean, maybe it says it. Yeah, it doesn't say it anywhere that I see online, but in my Bible it says the general epistle. I like that he just writes a general one, like, eh, this isn't an epistle to any particular person or about anything. I'm just generally writing a letter to you guys. So, um, so James, the thing is, there could be any number of Jameses that wrote this, because there's like six in the Bible, and we don't know. They just wrote James on it, so we don't actually know who it is. <laughs> And uh, furthermore, of course, it could just be fake. It could be not really written by James. Uh, nobody knows. Nobody ever knows. It's likely late first century, early second century. And that's about it. It's kind of the tale with all these things. Could be written by anybody, but I guess it's a guy named James. Okay, James, a servant of God and the Lord of, and of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. So it's all the scattered Jews various and sundry Jews, or Jewish Christians, rather. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all ways. Let the brother of low degree rejoice in in that he is exalted, but the rich in that he is made low, because as the flower of the grass he shall pass away. For the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heat, but it weareth, withereth the grass, and the flower thereof falleth, and the grace of the fashion of it perisheth. So also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say, when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. So this is trying to bring the blame away from God. So I, I don't know if this was the prevailing theory at the time, but James is saying... Uh, God doesn't tempt people, even though we've, we've heard of him doing it, but God doesn't tempt people. When, when you are tempted, that's you, you're tempting you with your desires. So don't do that. Otherwise it's your fault. <laughs> but every man is tempted when he was drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin and sin when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above And coming down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. 
Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of, of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. souls. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgotteth that what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed." If any man among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Oh, well, that's it for just the first book of James, which is all we're covering for today. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. We'll see how that develops. Again, that was written by someone named James or someone who claimed to be named James. Those are the two very interesting possibilities. <laughs> very fascinating possibilities to ponder there. Uh, so think on that this week, and I will uh, I will see you guys next week. I guess I should thank any patrons over at patreon.com slash T and the B. I believe I have a couple new ones. Dr. Bill, thank you. Eric Mayer, thank you. Thank you for pledging. Much appreciated. You guys are the best. And then, of course, my all-time greats, John Bodley, Chris Lukowski, Marcel, Josh Hogan, Nicole Shepard, Philip Gatt, George Green, Sarah McPike, Japan, Dan, Charles Bangwinger, Tom Chambers, Brian Gerford, Lee Primesberger, John P., Travis Peterson, Araberto, and Rob. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And go vote on the poll and email me if you want a free myth information ticket. It's going to be really cool. Comments at thomasinthebible.com and I will see you next week. <laughs>